A cat does not want all the world to love it, only those it has chosen to love. Hello and welcome to episode 252 of Under the Cull of MS. This is going to be your standard Tuesday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of multiple sclerosis, a little bit of whatever else. Today, we only got a few comics that we're going to talk about. We checked out Barbaric number three from Vault Comics. The story is still holding strong. Everything's gone to shit. But what else is new for a barbarian cursed to do good? Who has to, who has to follow the commands of a bloodthirsty axe? It's just that today's a little worse. With Owen's back against the wall and his enemies eager to chop him to bits, things are looking especially grim as the first arc of Barbarian, or Barbaric, comes to a close. Jeez, I can't say any of these words today. So, this is the end of the first arc. I'm not sure if this is just going to be an ongoing, see how long it will go. I thought there was an initial plan of how many there were. I thought it might have been just the three to see whether or not it picked up and uh, would need to carry on. And I really hope it does because this was very fun. We get to see the snake creature and the barbarian and a hell realm. I get to see what happens with them and his old partner who turned all dark witch on him and of course he hates witches and there's other things he hates too which we'll find out in this episode axe gets a little excited in this episode because he finally gets to kill some things that bleed and can get drunk from the blood of his and his enemies but this was very enjoyable. I'm looking forward to this series continuing on. It looks like we'll get more in 2022, possibly. But sadly, we're going to have to wait till then. Curious if they'll do any Kickstarter for it or anything like that. But, yeah, definitely, if you like a fun little murderous, barbaric, <laughs> demon-infused romp through the days of old, this is for you. Check it out. Lots of fun characters and creatures. It's definitely worth the read. And I'm very sad to... See that it's the end for now until next year, probably. So we will have to see what happens. But that'll give me a few dollars to spend on other comics right now and get caught up on some other stuff that I've been wanting to finish off in my collection. And then another series that I don't know if it's going to come to an end or if they're going to keep going on with this. 
I will probably stick with it for a while and see what happens. I would think we'd be seeing some trade paperbacks coming out here pretty soon for it. But I am loving this story. It's like I... Sure, I said in the past, I was burnt out. I mean, this is a good example. I was done with Barbarians. I was done with Conan, all that stuff. Just burnt out on it. Didn't care to follow that anymore. And then Barbaric came along. Sucked me into that story. <laughs> That's one I will keep following. And then I can't stand the Egyptian theme anymore. It just doesn't throw me with the mummies and the sphinx and all that stuff. Well, my uh, Grim Fairy Tales is taking a dive into that now. And of course, I enjoy the characters that are in it, so I'm gradually checking out some of that and getting into that. And then I was completely done with the fantasy realm. I'm burnt out on all the fantasy, Harry Pottery, all that stuff. Just There's just too much of it out there. And just got burnt out on it. And then they came along with Inkblot by Emma Kubert and Rusty Glad, done by Image Comics. This is a little different twist on everything, and it pulled me in. I mean, if it didn't have the black cat, I guarantee I would have never even bothered checking this out. But right away from cover one, you see those eyes of that cat. And he just mesmerizes you, and he or she mesmerizes you, and just pulls you right in. And sucks you into the story. So I checked it out, fell in love with it. Issue 12 here, I think we're starting to see a little more visually and story-wise that, hey, the cat's not the thing to worry about. The thing to worry about is damn humans. It starts out with this evil little wench <laughs> called the Seeker. I don't know. I'm, I'm mad at her because I don't like that how she treats the cat. She is mean to this cat. <laughs> She's more obsessed with wanting to steal the cat's powers and stuff like that and understand and control the powers than the cat itself. And that's just BS. And then she's got five bowls of milk laid out, all marked. Different things on them. And it looks like you got minotaur milk, you got pegasus milk, griffin milk, goat milk. I can't quite tell what the other one is. But the cat's looking at all these and goes to choose one and she's like trying to get it to... I don't know why she's using the milk to see if it'll bring out its powers or whatever. <laughs> but it just cracks me up because the cat goes up. Typical cat. Typical asshole cat. Walks up. <laughs> Sniffs the milk and pushes it right off the counter. <laughs> and the seeker, of course, freaks out, starts screaming at the cat, yelling at the cat, chasing the cat. And it's like, 
she's just so abusive. All these people are just so abusive. And she's so obsessed with grabbing the cat and yelling at the cat that she doesn't even realize she's going through a vortex. But yeah, we get to see more about the humans of present, past, and future uh, dealing with more adventurous realms and, of course, the cat and what he's doing. And I, unlike everybody else in the group, our comic group with the Crimson Color Comic Club, when we did a six-issue read, I was the odd man out. I felt that the cat's the good guy. The pe- humans are the bad guys. I still believe that to this day. I believe the cat's always doing stuff to help out the humans, show the humans they're, what they're doing wrong, what they're... What their little events end up causing to happen in the future and all that stuff. And I think that's what the cat's trying to show these humans. And I am still on the cat's side. Everybody else is still on the human's human side. But who knows? We'll see what happens. I did write Emma and Rusty this week and sent them a shout out and uh, gave them my my feelings about the story and everything that's going on and mentioned what we've been talking about on the podcast and stuff. So see if I get any response from them, but I, they, I'm sure they won't give away their storyline, but I really wish I knew how many issues this was planned to go for. And I have no problem with it going ongoing and stuff. And I'm sure we'll have some closure to certain parts of the story eventually and we'll just have to see i'm just curious and this was issue 12 sometimes that number 13 that could be a holding point end point or whatever a big storyline arc or something going on so we'll see what that one has to offer but i'm just i'm loving that that run for a fantasy run uh, it pulled me in and there were a couple other fantasy style uh, comic books in the free comic book day this year that were kind of interesting and fun that I might check out down the road but but this is the one I'm on right now uh, and we'll just have to see what happens beyond episode 13, issue 13. See where it's going to go from there. Then the final one we're going to talk about today is Batman Reptilian number three. And most of our baddies are dead, gone, missing, whatever. I This elusive creature that we we're trying to find out about which is obviously a reptilian style creature well, i can't say obviously they could do some weird ai thing or something going on who knows or it could actually be batman killing off his enemies finally not sure but the way it looks so far 
Deadshot's dead. Hugo Strange. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Uh, Two-Face. Scarecrow. I think Harley Quinn. And there's just... There's a lot of characters that just... They're disappearing. Being taken out. I think Mr. Freeze, possibly. But I don't know. A bunch of characters bunch of the baddies of Gotham got wiped out. So we're tr trying to find out who's taking them out. The authorities are thinking it's Batman doing it himself. Uh, Batman's constantly helping these characters and working with them. In this issue, we get to see uh, a big confrontation with Batman and the Joker. A little deeper on their thing, but. Uh, this is done by G Garth Enos and Liam Sharp. I still can't. <laughs> You're a distraction. You painted excrus. <laughs> Excrescence. Excrescence. Can't even say that word anymore. A little quote by Batman. Uh, I still can't stand the artwork. It just drives me insane. Storyline. Oh my god. Come on already. Give me something. Let's pop this damn cork. I think this is a six issue run. This is number three. And I think I'm done. I don't even think I want... I'm at the point between the artwork and the storyline. I don't even care anymore who the character is. It's just sad. I mean... We're halfway through the story arc. Give us a concept of who the character is, at least. Even if you play with it. Give us something to look at. Other than authorities wondering if it's Batman. Joker trying to figure out. No, Joker not even giving a shit, actually. Until Batman explains it to him more. But, yeah, I just... I don't know. And Batman... And all three of these are things I fell out of. Batman also. I got so sick and tired of... All the bat controversy, all the bat drama, all the bat repeats, all the bat <laughs> sidekicks. I mean, it's just just constant, repetitive, over and over. And then they came out with the Gotham TV series. That actually pulled me back in for a while. But then by season, what, three or four or whatever it was, I just got burnt out with that too. It's like... They never really get anywhere. All you're doing with these Marvel and DC good guys are just locking up the bad guys and repeating the stories over and over and over. It's like instead of trying forever to get the best story out there for each character, just do it right the first time. 
be done with it. <laughs> I know, I whine a lot. But I just, this one is an example where I'm not interested. I mean, I, I mean they, they're trying. I am, I have high hopes for the Batman vs. Bigsby run coming out. Not thrilled with the Batman 89 run. Not thrilled with the Batman Reptilian run. Jumped on both of those. Absolutely nothing even close to what I was expecting for those two. I'm going to be really bummed out if the Batman Bigsby uh, one's done with some strange-ass artwork, too, because the covers have been looking great. Uh, I thought there was a third one that I jumped on recently, Batman-related. Obviously, it wasn't worth a shit because I can't remember that either. And then we got Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries. That, that one's made for the younger younger folk, but it's better than all this other shit. <laughs> Except for the last episode, that one was probably my least like, but yeah, I don't know. I keep calling them episodes instead of issues. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like the one foodie podcast. It's like their viewers instead of their listeners. Uh, I guess we'll just let them finish out the run. I'll listen to people talking about it and seeing what the story's about. And maybe if it grabs me, I'll go back and pick up those last three issues. But yeah, I'm done with issue three. That's as far as I'm going, I think. Unless I have number four pre-ordered, but I doubt it. I'm pretty sure I cut that one off when I cut the Batman 89 off. Let's see what happens. See what people say. See what they talk about. Maybe it'll drag us back in. But yep. That's it. For the comic reviews. Let's end this with a little comic from cartoon from Matt Groening. Simpsons guy. Does the Life in Hell comics. He got teacher of the classroom full of kids. You got a flower in a pot sitting up on a bench up in the front of the classroom. Teacher says, paint what you feel, kids. They all got their easels out, their paint brushes out. They're all painting what they think the flower looks like or how they feel about the flower. And the one little single-eared Matt Groening, uh, well, he's got two ears, just has one hanging out. But uh, Matt Groening character, the rabbit, goofy rabbit character, is the only one that does not have an easel with a picture of a flower in a pot on it. Instead, it's a he, that character drew him itself jumping up in the air and on top of the flower as it lays crushed on the ground. So. <laughs> He obviously hates flowers. Doesn't want to paint those. The teacher looks pretty damn crabby up in the front of the room. And all she has to do is stand there while the kids sit there and paint a flower. <laughs> it's pretty sad that she gets all pissy. 
about that. That's a pretty easy job. But yeah. That's it for that. Then we're gonna get back. A little bit of multiple sclerosis health stuff coming up right after this. Alright, let's talk about some multiple sclerosis health stuff. Let's see, as far as where I'm sitting right now, don't have my teeth in right now. <laughs> my lower ones, at least. Uh, they're back in the jar. They're hurting so damn much, I can't do, I can barely put them on right now. I gotta get a hold of the company this afternoon and try and find out if I can get in. Really scheduled my appointment since they didn't want to see me for the first two weeks again. It's like every time they do something, don't want to see you for at least two weeks. Thanks, I don't want to see you at all. That's why I came and got my teeth ripped out so I'd never have to see a damn dentist again. <laughs> but, nah, I gotta keep dealing with that shit. As far as the Maven Cloud goes, not bad at all. Ever since I got rid of that other medication that that one was apparently causing me to have the severe nausea with the pukiness, the constipation, the increased pains and stuff, and all that, because everything, nausea is still there every now and then, but nothing like it was. Uh, I haven't even felt or thought about puking in about a week now. No, not quite a week. Uh, constipation's working its way out. <laughs> uh, issue's gotten better. Body pains are still up there, and I got new ones. I still, oh, shit, what's it been now? It's got to be at least five days to a week now where I still got that stupid razor blade ripped up underarms on my right forearm. This feels like it's all sliced and cut and burning. Someone dumped some peroxide or rubbing alcohol on top of it after they sliced it up. And it's just intensifies and mellows, but it's there at all times so i'm guessing this is a new permanent feel since it's been there for almost a week hopefully not hopefully one day i'll wake up and it'll be gone i had a new possible ms hug sensation just the other day at least i'm all I could refer it to as a possible MS hug relation to it because the spasticity and stuff was across the lower part of this, basically between the ribs and the belly button, right in that area, mostly from the center to the right side. It felt like someone took a knife or a sword inside me and just sliced up my insides and all the way across that area it was burning and 
caring feelings uh, just hit you. And it's out of the blue, bam, you get hit with that pain. Like someone just took a samurai sword and sliced you, but it only affected the internal parts of your organs. It didn't affect the outer part of your flesh. So you're constantly trying to get to that pain, but you can't get to that pain because it's inside, deep inside you. So you can't massage, you can't work, you can't rub it. I used, I iced it. In the first ice pack, it seemed to help mellow it a little bit. But it was still always there. It just wasn't hitting me hard over and over like it was without the ice pack. And then by the second ice pack, it was used to the ice and it didn't, didn't phase it at all. And just kept doing it with or without the ice pack then. Uh, thankfully, that went away that night. I didn't have it the next morning. Then, uh, last night, well, I'd say yesterday afternoon, I'll say I'm sitting there just doing some stuff on the computer, reading, watching TV, whatever. And all of a sudden, I constantly see like a iPad size screen light up on the left side of my head. And it goes off and it lights up and goes off. And I have my tablet on the side of my chair. So I'm thinking that someone's sending me a message and the tablet screen turned on. But that's sitting dark. So it's not that. And I'd close my eyes. I still had it. And keep flickering on and off. Sometimes really fast. Sometimes slower. I thought maybe with the heartbeat for a while there. But then it started going faster and slower. Uh so I couldn't relate it to anything other than a possible optic neuritis attack coming on. I still had it last night when I went to bed. Uh, and I just hoped that it would go off, go away by the time I woke up in the morning. It's kind of weird because when I close my eyes, it's there. So when I lay down to go to bed and you lay down and the, I live in a basement, so it's like being in a dungeon, and it's complete and utter darkness. There's no lights at all unless you turn the switch on. So I'm in complete darkness, but I got this tablet-sized screen popping up on the left side of my head constantly. So that was kind of weird to fall asleep to, but between the CPAP and my headphones... Uh, what you call it, melatonin and other things. Yeah, eventually just pass out and fall asleep. And thankfully I woke up this morning and have not had that issue yet. We'll see if it pops up again later today or not, but hopefully not. Hopefully that's gone. So it's been a fun week of new events in my life. Yay. <laughs> 
And then, other than that, I'm actually happy with how the Maven Cloud went. I just really wish the first five weeks I would not been on that other medication. And I could have went through a whole different experience with this and actually could have probably started my uh, plan of attack for my system flush and everything. So instead, now I'm going to rework on that in a different aspect. I can't wake up today. I just keep yawning. It's just hit me left and right. Uh, yeah, I got some things that I'm playing with right now, so I gotta get some major cleaning done. Trying to get through our totes that we haven't seen us, our stuff in in over five years, get those reorganized and ready to move around when need be. But We'll see what happens, and we're starting a whole new business adventure, too, at the moment. So this is an interesting week with all that. So hopefully we'll have some more multiple sclerosis um, things coming out in the future that will combine and cross over with my podcast and everything else. So still trying to build my damn website. <laughs> I was doing great on it like a week and a half ago, and then I stopped and did a bunch of other stuff and never got back to it yet because I was trying to, I got to go through all my old images and stuff and get my files organized enough that I can find stuff when I need it to because when you have digital cameras in this day and age, and you got 50 billion photos it kind of sucks because back in the day when you had our, our old 35 millimeter films and stuff like that and you'd buy the film and you'd have 24 exposures, 36 exposures, and that's all you could take. It was a lot easier back then to keep track of your pictures. But nowadays when you can take unlimited pictures, and I could go out to my um, yard camera and every day I could bring that thing in and it would have a couple hundred pictures on it. But now I just let it sit for a while and then just bring it in when, I, when I'm ready to download some pictures. Clean it up. But oh yeah, enough about all that crap. Let's get to some MS stuff. <laughs> That's not about me. Well, it's kind of about me. Let's talk about some secondary progressive MS. Uh as we know, I have finally got, not happily, but finally got reclassified from relapse and remitting MS to secondary progressive MS, which I should have been reclassified to that. I said over three years ago, but no one would listen to me until I finally got an MS doctor. But most people who are diagnosed with multiple sclerosis initially have the relapsing remitting form of MS, uh, RRMS, and over time that, that can change. 
Lapse in remitting MS causes alternating periods of symptoms or relapses and symptom-free periods called remission. In most cases, RRMS will eventually become secondary progressive MS, SPMS. In SPMS, damage to the brain and spinal cord progress gradually over time without remission. Some people have the active form of secondary progressive MS. The disease progresses over time, but but can also continue to have periods of low disease activity and relapses. Disease-modifying therapies, DMTs, are drugs that slow MS progression and reduce the number of relapses and help prevent brain and spinal cord damage. Until a few years ago, most DMTs only worked in people with relapsing remitting MS, but now we do have some new drugs out there for secondary progressive MS, and we do have a drug, I think there might be two now for primary progressive MS, Ocrevus, and one other one, but don't take my word for it. I, I talk about stuff, but I can never remember the stuff. That's why I just review everything I get and probably talk about a lot of it over and over, but that's part of learning. Got People constantly, you can talk about something one day and the next day have someone ask the same exact question because they're not going to go back a day to look at what you've been talking about. They're going to want to know up to the minute uh, itemizations of what they want to know. So, but some DMTs approved for secondary progressive MS are Sipanamod, which is Mazent. Uh, it's it was FDA approved in 2019 to treat relapsing form of relapsing forms of MS, including RRMS and active secondary progressive MS. The treatment is taken orally as a pill once a day. Studies show that it slows MS progression and reduces the number of relapses. Uh, This drug acts on the cells of the immune system. It could increase the risk for infection. You want to, your doctor's going to check your blood cell counts and all that stuff. Uh, if you're planning to become pregnant or are pregnant, you should not use saponamod. A lot of these pills with secondary progressive and primary progressive at least can have conflicts with pregnancy and stuff. So definitely look into that if you're Thinking about having some spitting out those mutant beats beast. Oh, who knows? They might get some mutant abilities. <laughs> These DMTs, who knows? Uh, the things that they do to our body. Just imagine what they do to a fetus. Uh, some common side effects include headaches, high blood pressure. Some other risks with the medic with that medication is inflammation in the macula of the eye called macula macular edema. 
Vision changes, slowed heart rate, lung problems, liver damage, and birth defects. And they got lots of other side effects too, I'm sure. Another one is cladribine, which is Mavenclad, which I am on currently. Uh, they've FDA approved it to treat relapsing forms of MS, including active secondary progressive MS. It's also taken orally as a pill, but it's taken in two treatment cycles over a period of two years. Each cycle lasts for up to 20 days, which doesn't make sense. Uh, I don't know why they say that. Basically, how the treatment works for Mavenclad, you're going to have five days of pills, maybe only three to four, because I did have someone in my groups. I think she said she was only on it like three days. But the first month of the first year, the first week, you take pills for five days. Depending on your weight, you'll take however many pills. Standard is probably about two pills a day for the first two days and then one pill a day for the final three. I had to take two pills a day for all five days. But then you don't take no pills until the second month, the first week. You do again five, five days worth of pills. And then you don't have to take any pills for the rest of the year. So when they say each cycle lasts up to 20 days and there's only two treatment cycles, that makes no sense. Because there's actually four treatment cycles, two cycles of treatment each year for two years. In my, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, come on, at least make this sound like something that we can understand. <laughs> uh it's supposed to reduce the number of relapses and slow MS progression. We'll see. Uh, you're basically killing off a bunch of TMB cells and hoping that new TMB cells come back and don't attack your body like your old ones did. Uh, definitely discuss it with your doctor. Look over the side effects. Uh, it may increase the risk of cancer and birth defects. Uh, check with your doctor if you're at an increased chance of cancer or increased risk for cancer. Women and men who are sexually active and fertile and who could potentially conceive a baby with their partner need to use contraceptives. If you're on this medication and if you become pregnant, you should stop taking it right away and get to a doctor. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what kind of risk the baby's at. Apparently, this shit's so dangerous that hey, if it wipes out your cells, it's probably not good for you to have it in your system when you have a child, a fetus in you. But other risks... Related to this are increased risk of colds, shingles, and other infections, headaches, low white blood cell counts, and other blood cell counts, and liver damage. I have liver damage. I have, I noticed my skin issues have been a little active since I've been on this. I'm kind of seeing where it's going to go before I 
quote on my skin doctor next. But we'll just work with it as we go. There's metoxitron, which is noventron, noventron. Metoxitron was originally used as a cancer medication. It's now FDA approved for treating certain types of MS, including secondary progressive MS. It stops the immune cells from attacking the myelin sheath that protects the nerves. It may help reduce disability in people with secondary progressive MS. It's taken as an infusion once every three months. Side effects include an increased risk for congestive heart failure. Uh, not recommended during pregnancy either. So look into that. Check with your doctor on it. If you're living with active secondary progressive MS, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society recommends trying one of the many DMTs that are on the FDA-approved treat approved list to treat relapsing forms of MS. These medications may reduce how often you experience relapses, things like alemtuzumab, which is Lumtrata, dimethylfumarate, which is Tecpidera, Fingolimod, which is Jelenia, Vladimir acetate, which is Capaxone, interferon beta-1A, which is Avanox and Rebif, interferon beta-1B, which is Betaseron and Extavia, uh, natalizumab, which is Tasabri, Ocrelizumab, which is Ocrevus, Teraflunamide, which is Abagio, Azanamod, which is Zaposia, Duromethylfumarate, which is Bumiridae. Uh, I think there's a couple new ones out there beyond that. There's just, there's so many medications, but still nothing to fix us. Just to hopefully push off attacks from our future. Uh, some treatments for secondary progressive MS target specific symptoms. They won't generally, these medications won't generally slow the progression of the disease, but they can help you feel better and improve your quality of life. Uh, some medications that help with relapses, if you have them, include methotrexate and corticosteroids. Your doctor can also pres prescribe treatments for specific symptoms, such as amantadine, which is Gokorvi, Brie, or Oxmalox. There's Modafinil, which is Provigel. There's Methylphenidate, which is Ritalin. To relieve tiredness, I've tried Ritalin and Amantadine. I don't, I think I might have tried Provigel once, but I didn't have no help with those. Honestly, yeah, there's days where I just like to do a Scarface <laughs> scene and just have that giant pile of cocaine right on my table and just drop my face right in it. And that wouldn't help either, but <laughs> feel better than these damn medications. Uh, Citalopram, which is Celexa, 
Floxetine, which is Prozac, Sertraline, which is Zoloft, can be used to treat depression. There's Delfampridine, which is Ampira, to improve walking ability. There's Deluxetine, which is Cymbalta. There's Gabapentum, which is Neurontin. And Venlafaxine, which is Effexor, to ease pain. There's Muscle Relaxants, to relieve muscle stiffness and spasms. There's Oxybutynin, Oxitrol. There's Tamsulosin, which is Flomax, and Tolteridine, which is Detrol, to treat bladder problems. It's like, I'm on so many different things (laughs) from these lists. You wonder what they're doing as far as counteracting and all that crap. But medications is always a way to manage secondary progressive is the only way to manage secondary progressive MS. Lifestyle changes can be help helpful too. It's you don't just have to use medications. There's other, other things you can do to help have a better quality of life, at least while dealing with all the damn issues. Exercise and physical therapy may help improve your mobility and reduce pain. Uh, Time management strategies can help you avoid fatigue. Cooling devices can help ease symptoms. Uh, Secondary progressive MS can be managed with medications. These treatments may focus on modifying the course of the disease or treating specific symptoms. Newly approved medications for secondary progressive MS have made it easier to slow the disease especially for people who continue to have relapses. Lifestyle changes may also make a difference. Your doctor can advise you about your treatment options and provide more information about new medications. Just discuss the possible benefits and risks before you decide on which treatment you want to try. And just set yourself goals. See what you can do. Having MS can be... Make things, normal things for living a lot harder for us. So set yourself some goals that make you happy and that are achievable. Uh, If you don't have a plan with your goal, it's just basically a wish. You have to name it, to claim it. Uh, Give your goal a purpose. Make adjustments as you need to. And if things aren't working out for you, find some problems with goals that you have in mind. Revamp it. Change it. Ask for help. See what you can do. See if someone else can help come up with some things for you, maybe. But stay away from the negative negativity, the negative people. Celebrate your successes. Basically, living with secondary progressive MS is challenging, but it shouldn't stop you from having and achieving personal goals. There's a lot the disease has taken from us, bastard-ass monster. But we think that it's important to keep our eyes set on all we have yet to accomplish, and we got to at least have some sort of life. Can't just sit there dwelling on the negative. 
even when it gets frustrating, it's crucial to never give up on going after your goals. MS is here for the long haul. We're not going to get rid of it, but more importantly, so are you. So focus on yourself and just take care of the disease around it to make your lifestyle happier and healthier, better for you. And just push that monster back in the corner where he belongs. Don't let him sneak out and ruin, ruin our good times. That's good for today, health-wise. See what we got for a little fact here. Do you know what these words have in common? Waist, ribs, skin, jaws, throat, cheeks, eye, nose, whisker, head, hand, heart. If you said these words all if you said these words are all parts of the human body, you're right. But they're also all parts of a boat. The words cat, dog, fox, bear, duck, goose, pig, hog, fly, jackass, monkey, donkey, horse, hounds, swallow, robin, worm, leech, fish, crab, and dolphin are all boat parts too. And if you want to know what all these words mean, you'll have to ask a sailor. Because <laughs> I don't know. I have not heard those used for boat parts, all those. But a few of them I have. Other than that, that's it for today. Hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> we'll get back to you again with more goodies in the future. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Keep the monster at bay. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep listening to Under the Cull of MS. And we'll talk to you again soon.